1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super J Cast. I'm Joel, joined by David McDonald. Um, we just off the air, David, talking about things that we like. Um, there's obviously some positivity. I'm so happy that I've got my PS4 back uh, because we're kind of under quasi lockdown here. But I don't care because I got two things I'm happy about: one, my PS4, and two, kitchens. So I'm doing a lot of cooking, having a great time uh, fucking about with uh, fancy recipes to use up my stocks of instant ramen. And also playing some great new games on my PlayStation. I'm playing Persona 5. I'm having some late night sessions with a new Resident Evil Village game, which is terrifying and amazing. So I'm having a blast with those things. What about you, David? What are you enjoying at the moment?
0: Well, right now, Joel, I'm on a ventilator. (laughs) (laughs) The people
1: needed to hear that voice.
0: I I didn't take everything seriously, Joel. And now I'm lying in a bed and Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, we should rec- we really should think about recording the, uh, the prees, You know, just, we yeah, that, just hop- as
1: soon as the Skype call connects, we should just hit record straight hit away. Hit record.
0: Hit record. Yeah. Well, first of all, I wasn't feeling so good. Now, ah, <laughs> oh, what a life we live. What a life we live here. In this world. What a, what a wonderful life, right? You got your PS4, playing some video games. We, uh, here in the States, New Jersey at least, we got, we got just about everybody with a little vaccine in them. And life is coming back to normal rather quickly. We have people and we have pro wrestling events. We had a pro wrestling event at the 2300 Arena. I did not attend. I had no desire whatsoever. That's the thing. I, you know what this did? It made me. This being the past two years, it made me really think about what is important to me. Right? It really did. And now the things open up, and it's like, mm, do I really want to go to this thing? Do I really want to, You know, there was there was a hidden benefit, and I say this during a a pandemic, mind you, where. Uh, terrible things occurred. Uh, at least from a personal standpoint, I will say uh, a lot of built-in excuses of eh, I, I can't go, <laughs> I can't do this, I can't do that, I don't want to do this. Uh, I can't go see this person. It really was a nice little built-in. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna say something very truthful. The uh, isolation from people, they didn't really bother me at all. In fact, I enjoyed it. That's I it, enjoyed. It?
1: like COVID has been good for us
0: introverts, hasn't it? Yes. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm having a swig. Uh, yes. I cannot tell you how much I enjoy just not having that social responsibility. I saw exactly the people who I wanted to see, when I wanted to see them, uh, under very... Quick circumstances. Lovely. Lovely. And now that we're opening back up and things are, uh, I'll put in the air quotes, getting back to normal here, Joel, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat jealous of the fact that you still have some restrictions in which uh, you can still enjoy that privacy and the quietness and the solitude of being alone. Oh, I am a little jealous of that.
1: It is nice. I'm making up for lost time with those two things that I mentioned which I was deprived of during the hotel phase of my life. Uh, But now, you know, Esther's got a bigger space to play and we are living opposite a Japanese second-hand store because the the Japanese population of Bangkok is quite transient so people come and go and when they leave they sell all their stuff to this second-hand shop. So every day you get a load of new stuff coming in sold at very, very cheap prices so we... Just, just little things like uh, Mally managed to get this sort of toy kitchen set for Esther for like fifteen dollars, which would have cost about ten times that amount had we bought it new. So, just little things like that is making it quite nice, you know, in our new home with all stuff to do, and it's quite restful and relaxing here. Um, The the only thing that I am regretting at the moment is that it, I'm sort of ninety nine percent sure that come the start of the next. School year for my new employers uh, in mid August. It's going to be online, oh. which is a shame because I'm I haven't been inside a classroom since January twenty twenty. Wow, which is insane. As a school teacher, having not been inside a classroom and not taught face to face kids for eighty months and counting is just crazy. So it that is. is one thing I I really want to get back and, and start doing my job properly. But aside from that, we we're, we're doing all right here.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, again, we're, we're, this is a very small, tiny, tiny slice of the overall picture of what has happened to this world. Um, but yeah, just from a small personal perspective, I do, I do enjoy that part. Like, I, you know, I don't know. I didn't mind it at all. Um, I will say this, and I do want to mention this. That some of the content that I have seen in recent weeks from Joel and his uh, uh, Instagram account and even his lovely wife who posts some of the most adorable footage of baby Esther. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, Joel. How do you do? (laughs) Is, is a hit that is sweeping across the world. This is a massive, massive hit. This is the hit of the summer. This is the song of the summer, right? Song of yeah, the summer.
1: This this nursery rhymes book that my mum sent us from the UK. And I spent hours and hours and hours mm-hmm. tracking down uh, audio tracks, like the songs to go with it. Because there's a lot of, sort of old-timey nursery rhymes in this book that I don't know. So I made this YouTube playlist, uh, downloaded all the audio files from it, made a playlist on my phone so we can have the music to go along with it. And that has just been an absolute joy for, for all of us, but specifically Esther, who's just... She's at that age where her brain is just a little sponge and is soaking up everything, stuff that you teach her directly, stuff that she's just observing. And a lot of these songs, you know, like um, Two Fat Gentlemen met in the lane or or Tommy Thumb. Tommy uh, no, Thumb no, 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 you have to
0: sing, Give give to sing. We, 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 I'm a, this is like a build up to a, a, an exclusive live performance of this song and I was hoping that the great baby Esther can maybe make a debut here on the Super J cast can I can't on? do that, the reason I can't no. do that
1: is because if I, if I bring her into the room yeah. to do this little cameo then there's the process of when that's finished saying right get out Closing mm. the door behind her That's And she'll good. hate that That's So I kind of have to Sort of sneak off here To do it Because if she sees me Go into this room And close the door Then just like Scampi and Gati She she wants to be involved She wants to be right. In the process She wants to be in the room So uh, well, yeah, mate, I'll, I'll see what I can do all in right. the future, but it's it's a no go for now. But <sighs> yeah, she the, her new phrase just everything. How do you do? How do you do? <laughs> just such a, a funny <laughs> little thing for her to have picked up. But it's it's a good it's a crowd pleaser every time she you know we, we see our friends in the park or whatever she's going out to. How do you do? And oh, like, wow, that's amazing. She does say that to everybody now. Oh, she says it all the time. Please cool phrases coming out all the time. How do you do? Uh, clap clap hands is one. Okay. And um, there's a song about sausages in a pan uh, where when one of the sausages goes bang and she claps her hands. So she's walking around clapping her hands going bang, bang for the the sausages exploding. (laughs) So that is my life. Like these nursery rhymes are just seared into my brain. Like I'm lying awake at night with these songs (laughs) playing in my head and waking up screaming, thinking of uh, two dicky birds and... Humpty Dumpty, in oh.
0: the Grand Old Duke of York. That that's my life now. Let me tell you something. I uh, again, if we can just find, just put it online. Just put it, you know. And uh, well, look, people are welcome
1: to look me up on Instagram if they want to
0: see it. Yep. It's, uh, it's super Joelcast on Instagram if you want to well, follow. Uh, unbelievably great. Definitely worth it. it. Will it will you will first of all you will play these songs a thousand times. And she's just sitting there, you know, She's a big smile on her face. And Joel, you know, pops through a couple of uh, lyrics and then the, the, you know, the hook, the how do you do? She's right there. How do you do? And I kid you not, it is the most adorable thing in the world. And I played it a thousand times and I love it. So maybe, maybe we can get a performance. Uh, can we do like the sausage song and then can we close with how do you do? Right. And also yeah, I can do,
1: you know, I can do that as a separate recording and maybe
0: add right. it on to the podcast. Right. Yes. Yes. We played every, every fucking day. Every day we play it. Uh, Could that be the new theme song
1: for the podcast? <laughs> Get rid of the Hiroshi Hase thing. <laughs> yeah. And right. uh, replace it with five fat
0: sausages or two fat gentlemen. And <laughs> that <laughs> every single episode. That'd be so great. I would, I would love the show more. Uh, the, and I'm sure, uh, uh Rich and and, uh, uh, and Joe would love it because they don't have to get that fucking <laughs> that, uh, yeah. you know, copyright infringement thing every time they pop this thing on YouTube. I I still forget that they do that. They put this show up on YouTube. I, ne- I never listen to it on YouTube. I never listen to it on YouTube. That frightens me. I don't like it on YouTube, be honest with you. Uh, hey, hey, did we get any good feedback from uh, our show, our shitty show last week? Speaking <laughs> of feedback.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I do. I, I I think Joel from 2018 would have been the sort of person to put people on blast for giving us shitty one-star reviews. But uh, 2021 Joel just looks at them and laughs, and maybe shares them with a few people and gets on with his life. So I don't Uh. know if it's something I want to bring up on the podcast, but uh, just suffice to say, if you are the sort of person who's getting upset. Yeah, upset enough by things we say on the podcast that you are logging on to iTunes right. and giving us a one-star review and shitty comments, then you are making me smile. You're giving me a good chuckle and making my day a little bit brighter, and I mean that. So yeah. keep it up,
0: keep and, going. And, and let it be. If known, you think you're
1: upsetting us, you're very much mistaken.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, as a matter of fact, you're doing the opposite, <laughs> and you're making you're, you're what you're doing is is you is that makes that when that alarm goes off at five o'clock in the morning for me, it makes me like. Mm. Ah, it makes me put a little bit more pep in my That's step. It. It's, it's vindicate
1: because we're upsetting all the right people, right. and it just gives me life and joy.
0: Yeah, the worst thing you could do would be nothing. <laughs> the worst thing you could do would be nothing, because now, now it's like, ah, oh, you mouth breather. I mean, can I do an imitation of that person? It's probably say, "Hey, buddy, <laughs> I like I'm listening to pro wrestling podcast." Right now I'm hooked up to a ventilator, cause I didn't take COVID seriously, and I'm listening to this guy Joel a. behind. and he says, uh, he says, England, they act like fools, and then, uh, I didn't appreciate that, even though I have no connection to England whatsoever. I'm from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I just made that up. I didn't. That's just a random. Place I'm I'm from, and my name. I'm not gonna give you my name because I I believe this is a conspiracy against the internet is a conspiracy. (laughs) You know it's a conspiracy. It needs more wheezing. There's gotta be more wheezing. More wheezing. Oh, I can't. My lungs are in perfect health. I have a vaccine. Uh, uh. I'm gonna give my picks to the New Japan Cup now. Oh, what? that's our mate. We love that guy. I'm, I'm a guy. I'm not doing a guy. Do you, do you, you love my character? You love my
1: character? Yes, yeah, a completely fictionalized character yes. with <laughs> any resemblance to real characters so is no. purely uh, coincidental. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, we would have won that World Cup if Harry Kane kicked every one of those kicks, right? It's, just, it's Harry Kane, right?
1: Uh, he scored his his.
0: He his did. Actually, he um, did. Maybe they got a point, Joel. Which I'm was really saying. annoying.
1: <laughs> it would have been fun if it was if, if he fucked up the decisive one. Then that would have been great.
0: But you don't like him, do you? It would have to be an Arsenal player who's yeah. missed
1: the decisive one. But there you go. The season's about. So I tell you what, Damien. Moving yep. on, can I share something else with you that I've been really enjoying recently? And this is my, my imitation of a guy.
0: My, my imitation of a guy who doesn't believe anything is real. That was what you. <laughs>
1: Oh, man. Okay, so we've got a, a question here from friend of the show, Sean. He says, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the Nagoya Basho, the sumo, and the absolute mm-hmm. thrilling drama leading up to the last day. Um, so this has just been an absolute joy to watch. I, I know there's a few people listening who are also sumo fans, and there's just been this amazing story going into the last tournament where it's come down to two guys. There's this guy, Terunofuji, who is an ozeki, which is the penultimate rank. It's the w- one rank below Yokozuna and he was previously at that level but had i think a really bad knee injury i may have some things wrong i apologize if i've got things wrong here but when you get injured in sumo you're fucked basically you lose your rank you lose your salary and you go right down to the bottom of the pile if you miss enough consecutive tournaments so this guy went from being basically one step away from the top rank from being yokozuna to going like right down to i don't know like division 4 or something you know barely salaried so this guy a lot of people in that position would have retired, but this guy, Fuji, he 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 rehabbed himself and he worked his way back up through the divisions to get back up to where he was and win several consecutive tournaments and put himself in a position where if he were to win this tournament, he would get that Yokozuna promotion. Okay. But also returning to this tournament is this guy, Hakuho, who is the only remaining Yokozuna. There's one Yokozuna left and it's this guy. And he is... Like, the the Lionel Messi of the sumo world. Just an absolute once-in-a-lifetime talent. He's got more uh, tournament wins than all... Well, uh, like, the last three Yokozuna combined. He's got, I think it's 45 tournament wins, which is just obscene. He is just a -a once-in-a-generation talent. Like, I I don't think we will ever see a guy like him in sumo again. Just a complete world-class elite athlete. Like it. Arguably the greatest ever. So these two guys are going into this tournament and it's basically, it's all about them. As the days go past, they are racking up these these streaks and we get to the final day where both guys are 14-0, and 0, unbeaten, and it's just coming down head-to-head. Terunofuji versus Hakuho. And, you know, there's some talk, maybe Terunofuji, even if he doesn't win the tournament, even if he doesn't beat Hakuho, he might still get his Yokozuna promotion. But a lot of people looking at this like, this could be a passing of the torch moment because Hakuho, he's perhaps reaching the end of his career a lot of people saying he's winding it down he's just h- hanging on until he can appear in the olympics and then after that after the olympics he might retire a lot of people expecting him to retire pretty soon and he's he's not taking part in every tournament he's been very selective about when he takes part because if he's in the tournament he's there to win you know he wants to take home the trophy so we've got this mouth-watering clash between these two guys with everything to play for and I, you know what? I'm going to share it with you then. I, wouldn't, no. I would like you to watch it because it's very, very short. You know, Sumo... One of the things I love about Sumo is that it is... Uh, it doesn't last very long. So for someone like me with a very short attention span... But I wanted you to get an idea of the, the story I was going into. This is two guys, 14 and 0, going into the last day. So I've sent you the link. Uh, if you kind of skip to the, the two-minute mark of this video... and. Um, I would love to hear. I have her here. Just <laughs> maybe a commentary. Just just talk us through what you're seeing at the
0: moment. All right. Well, let's see here. Let me. Uh, I'm going to get wider screen. Uh, a lot of popping and circumstance with the sumo. I do like that. Oh, it does look like a bat. They're just staring each other down, right? and they're gonna, are we going to fast forward a little bit more? One second. All right. Here we go. All right.
1: And the the stare out's part of it because. You don't usually see that kind of stuff in Sumo, but you could see Hakuho and Terunofuji really trying to psych each other out at the start of this. And that was one of the, the most interesting things. Because usually they just they get down to business. But yeah. Hakuho, he's like, I'm the daddy. I'm not going down first. He was just looking at Terunofuji like, I'm your superior. You are going to go down first. I'm going to stand here and
0: stare you right in the eye. Yeah. You don't understand that. One thing I, I'm looking at is like, everyone from the back is looking at this match. You know what I mean? Like, they're all... Yeah, they're staring it down. Okay. And now they're uh, getting it into that familiar... What do they call it? The, the, I don't know what it's called. But the, they're the, the, sumo squat. Yeah, but there is a stare down right now, yes.
1: Yeah, really just intense atmosphere watching yeah.
0: this. Yeah, it the, was like
1: the, um, the the Noah match that everyone was raving the <laughs> stare up. But
0: this stare up was actually good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the crowd is... You know, they're... Yeah, oh, my God, there is a stare down here. Here we go. All right, now we're getting to position. Down they go. They're still staring, by the way. Wow, well, this is tight. All right. Here we go. And great radio, I know, but. Come on. Oof. All right, now fists are down on the white line, on the chalk line. Both There Here we go. Oh, big slaps. Whoa! All right. Now they're locked up. Crowd's digging it. Oh. They're fighting for himself. Oh, down he goes. That's it. Yeah. What
1: what was really special about this, you saw after uh, when Hakuho was the winner, and normally, you know, uh, Sumo's all about the... uh, the, the discipline and the, the sense of tradition and ceremony and keeping your cool and being professional. But after Hakuho won, you see him let out that yeah. roar, like, ah, like this yeah, he wanted primal scream. Uh-huh. Yeah. So right. it was just such a great moment. And just the, the fight was so intense, like the huge forearms, elbows and slaps in the face. It was like, it was like something I have like a New Japan match. And yeah. the crowd just losing their minds. Like the, the, that, 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 Crowd reaction for this, the pop from the crowd, was louder than anything I've heard in New Japan since, like, <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom 14. So, just a tremendous, just, like, proper big boy Yokozuna sumo. And, I mean, it, it turned out at the end of the day, Fuji, although he lost, he did get his Yokozuna promotion. So, we got the first new Yokozuna for, like, four years, I think. Wow. So, that's big news in and of itself. But, even with Fuji getting his promotion, Hakuho said, I'm still the daddy. You know, it was kind of, it kind of reminded me of Wrestle Kingdom 9, you know, where people are going in expecting slash hoping this is going to be the pass and the torch moment where Okada's going to take it, but no, Tanahashi wins and he's like, you're good, but I'm still the ace. Yeah. So that was just this really dramatic story going into the sumo basho and just a, a, a real privilege to see a guy like Hakuho, like a world-class athlete, that is still just tearing through people, still the best guy in the world. And just I love sumo. It's good shit, Damon
0: yeah man I mean that i mean that was condensed you know total match we'll call it you know it was it felt like it was like thirty minutes of action that was condensed into ten seconds and it was drama there and I liked the backstory that was cool that was really good uh, check it out uh, that was i mean seriously i mean it's I don't know if it's something that i I don't know maybe I could but it was that was a good clip uh, uh, listen if you're gonna sell somebody shit. That's the clip you use. That was good. That's
1: really good. It's very easy to consume sumo because it's they, they, they are bi monthly tournaments. So you get six mm. a year and they last for 15 days. And I just watched the highlights. So every day it's like 18 minute YouTube highlights. And that's it. So it's just like 20 minutes out of my day for two weeks every other month. And it's just a nice, easy way to uh, consume something very quick. The matches are short, they keep my attention. Uh, unlike New Japan Pro Wrestling, which we'll <laughs> get <on to> now. <laughs> what a segue.
0: Uh, Joel, uh, I. Uh, so we'll peel back the curtain a little bit. Joel sends me a reminder because of my very busy lifestyle uh, to hear the things we're going to cover on the show. Here's the thing you got to make sure you watch. Do your best. So I get this list and I'm like, first, I knew of some of the stuff I had already heard. I was like, what? I get this list and it's like, okay, I'm going to watch this. I don't think I've ever turned off a pro wrestling block and have been so perturbed. (laughs) That's the word I'll use, perturbed. Uh, At what I witnessed, I could not. And it's not. And I guarantee you, it's not what you think. Uh, I just, I, I was just left scratching my fucking head at New Japan just shoehorning in shit. This is a perfect example of just making it fit into this cookie cutter mold where things have to be a certain thing. We'll talk about it. We're getting into it. Here's your, it you, you sat through 15 minutes of baby talk and sumo and a guy from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, who doesn't believe COVID's real. <laughs> Now's the New Japan stuff. And now it's time to light a fire under our asses. I really, I want to read
1: out the text message that you sent me because as God, soon as please. I it, I was like, this is going to be a spicy show. Okay, so we are talking about uh, the Summer Struggle show from Saturday, July 17th at Korakuen Hall. And we're going to skip straight to the top two matches. So fourth match, special singles match, Yusuke Takuchi defeating Taiji Ishimori in 14 minutes, 23 seconds wide roll up. And main event, fifth match, special singles match, Rocky Romero and El Fantasmo going to a 30-minute time limit draw So we've got a pair of singles matches here to set up their junior tag title encounter coming up at the Tokyo Dome. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) let me just read that. Can I I read the text? Is that okay? uh, By all means. So it's uh, coming from Damon. uh, Honestly, what the fuck am I watching with this dog shit Taguchi Ishimori garbage? Ishimori can't beat Taguchi in under 15 minutes and loses to ass then a stink face, and then ELP can't beat Rocky in under 30 minutes. Clark Connors and Josh Alexander both pinned him in under 12 minutes on Strong. Taguchi's last singles match was a fucking year ago in Best of the Super Juniors. Just fucking garbage.
0: So I will hand over to you. Tell us more. Thank you very much. So let let me explain my thought process here. So as I summed up so eloquently in that text I sent to Joel, I was just... Annoyed to no end at the idea and the the thought process that Taiji Ishimori, who correct me if I'm wrong, Joel, I just got done watching him battle in a in a I would say a uh, very good match against El Desperado for a junior heavyweight championship in a match that went close to 30 minutes. Am I wrong, Joel? Uh, No, you're
1: spot on. It was, uh, I thought, a very good match. Very competitive, very close. Two of the top guys in the division right now.
0: Yep. Okay, good. Just making sure I saw what I saw. Now we fast forward and now we're Hall, And we are trying to set up a tag team title match in which we're going to separate the tag team's Singles matches. And the returning Chiguchi, a funky weapon, back in the ring. Uh, he's been in multiple multi-man tag matches, in which he, he does not pick up the win, to be clear. He is a participant for a year. One year. August was his last... Le- August, again, where he defeated the great Doki, and the best of the super juniors. Here he comes back in, looking in fantastic shape, by the way. Uh, ready to go. Now, this is in no way a, a knock, a ding, uh, a laugh, a middle finger. It's in no way any of this to the actual in-ring performers, to be very clear. Because I know some some of you people have difficulty. Following along. But I just want to point that out. This is not a, I'm not uh, wagging a finger at the performance of any person in that ring. But what I'm saying is this I'm supposed to believe that Taguchi, again, for a singles match, pushes to the limit Ishimori, a guy who's had plenty of singles matches and just came off one recently, and loses to a guy who, again, has not had a singles match in a year. It is a largely a comedy act, but that, wo- that one time a year, man, when you can put it all together and really make him... Them- again, the match, I'm not... I, the match was fine. It's the idea that I'm supposed to believe that Jimmy Valiant can take Barry Windham... To 20 minutes is preposterous you know people complain about 50-50 booking we all know what that means right this isn't 50-50 booking this is p- placement on a show booking where if you're in this match you have to go a certain amount of time and there's a certain expectation of what needs to happen and there's no deviation from that plan We can't have the second match go five minutes longer or the third match go five minutes longer to fill out the card, but it makes absolutely zero sense to me as a fan of this product that has watched it for many years that this match should, that there should be a struggle. You can make it somewhat competitive, but the idea that Ishimori, okay, not only loses, and again, the way he loses, whatever, fine. Uh, that's a, 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 I do. I want to see it. Absolutely not. But okay, we're gonna see it. We're gonna see the stink face. Whatever. The fact that that he that I have to seriously say to myself, oh, Toguchi, yeah, that's he's definitely a guy who could take Ishimori to the limit is preposterous, right? There is a. There is a pecking order for a reason. And, and again, the same thing that I, I'm complaining about in some cases is I'm I, I praise in the sense that they can tap anybody on the shoulder, they can have a good match. But this, again, this is not about having a good match. This is about the logic behind what they're presenting me. So there's that. That was ludicrous. Ishimori should be beating Taguchi in 10 minutes or 15 minutes? 15 minutes or less. Let's be honest. 12 minutes or less. That should not be, that should not even be a discussion point, right? Now we follow up. Rocky, ELP. Rocky and ELP. Rocky Romero has. And again, this has nothing to do with the in-ring performance. Both guys are excellent at their craft. Fantastic. Rocky Romero, on strong. I don't think he's had a match that went over 20 minutes. On strong. uh, He gets his wins. Singles matches. He gets some wins. But this is also the same guy. Who has lost to the, in the pecking order of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Again, under 12 minutes. Clark Connors. Josh Alexander. Under 12 minutes. Loss. This same Rocky Romero gets on a jet airplane. Travels across the Great Pacific Ocean. Lands in Tokyo performs at Cork and Hall in a main event, which means he, of course it's got to go at least 30 minutes, right? Of course it does. And ELP, El Fantasmo, who has had singles matches, he's, had, he's been there, he's, he's, he's in the mix for the junior title, He's in the mix for the tag right, title. Said, sorry, two-time okay. Super J Cup winner. Correct. This is
1: a guy who yep, was let's... challenging for the junior title at Wrestle Kingdom. So, yep. you know, speaking purely kayfabe, this is a guy who is supposed to be an elite
0: uh, junior heavyweight singles yep. competitor. Thank you, for, thank you, Joel, for pointing all that out, all of which is correct. This guy can't beat Rocky Romero. In under fifteen minutes. So now thirty. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. 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 It went thirty. He but he can't do it in under fifteen, which he should right, be able right. to. Right. Right. Okay. But, okay. I see. But this. But this went double, Joel. We went double. Why? Why? Why do we have to do this? It's it's so frustrating to me, the fact that just because they're on a certain spot of the show. They all of a sudden get these superpowers, or the other person turns into just a complete boob and can't beat a guy. That I love because I knew you were going to say boob, and every time you say boob, it makes me giggle. <laughs> Good, because 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 what you had are just a boob central. This was boobomania. Like again. This is not about the performances. And not of- in a good way. Not good. <laughs> no, <Uber Mania. laughs> these are terrible boobs. These are old, saggy, just terrible boobs. And that's saying something. That's like saying bad pizza. There's really no such thing as bad boobs. But this these was- are our boobs, Damon. These, oh, these, these are, are our dead. saggy men <laughs> My my breasts are very supple. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, you get my point though. Of of why I turned off this show and was like, wow What am I? What am I doing? Well, I'm uh, – so so. nobody – to me, nobody turns out good, right? So nobody, like, gets the rub and, wow, away we go, right? What we did was we brought two guys who shouldn't be demoted. They're not demoted. And, and how can you look at those two guys seriously? And I'm talking about Ishimori and ELP. In anything else, oh, they'll just change their mind, you know, two weeks later and, and give them, like <laughs> – it's just – it's crazy. Again, the thing that I do like about New Japan is that they are able to put people off the burner, able to put them on. This is not how this – is, this is a ridiculous – you're trying to tell me that these guys can't put away these other guys in, in less than 15 minutes. And the fact that one of them didn't. One of them lost to, to a guy who hasn't had a singles match in a year. That is my biggest complaint with New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's it's preposterous. And I, again, I, d- d- did it make anyone more excited for the, the the tag title match? No. It made it less for me. Like like, like it really does. It, it, it just I don't care because you told me I shouldn't care. So I'm not. I don't give a fuck. I'm done.
1: All right, well, I will give my thoughts. I mean, Toguchi versus Ishimori, I, I like the match. I like the story of Toguchi. You know, they've got history together and Toguchi's getting in Ishimori's heads early on. Ishimori trying to counter Toguchi's hip attacks and then Toguchi trying to counter to the counters. I thought there were some good submission scrambles, the bone lock against the Omai and Garanko. And to be honest... I actually quite like the finish because it was Ishimori who grabbed the tights and then it backfired. You know, that's classic heel stuff. The heel goes for something and then it backfires and the babyface gets the win because the, the you know the, the dastardly plan blows up in his face. So I thought that was okay. And also, Damon, I like the fact that that match was only 14 minutes long. So I can buy that. You know, two guys, they've got history before. Taguchi just outsmarted him, got in his head and was able to get the sort of sneak upset win. It wasn't like... You know, comprehensive, I'm better than you. I defeated you, you, used all your moves, and I was able to still win kind of thing. It was just like, oh, you, you know, you tried to do this sneaky thing and it blew up in your face and you lost. So that kind okay, of came Okay, I, I got to pause
0: you right there because I get, just going to get. True. That was the last two minutes of it. There were times in this match where Ishimori is dead on the mat, like just lying there, just like he was just been destroyed by countless moves. Uh, It it is, again, a guy who hasn't had a singles match in a year comes in and is going toe-to-toe with a guy who just came off a challenge for your junior heavyweight title match. Ishimori should go in there, and I'm not saying three minutes, but it should be a lot more dominant than what was presented to me in that match. Yes, he got outsmarted in the last two minutes. Yes, the roll up, the tights, then ass to the face, which is preposterous. The fact that it was an ass, it was the—it was that thin layer of spandex is what protects Ishimori from losing all of his matches versus uh, winning all of his matches. That thin layer of spandex. Because, not for nothing, every time you do that pile driver someone's balls are in your face. I'm just saying, right? Someone's asshole is in your face. It's just that little thin layer of, of spandex
1: that's saving well, you. I'm saying we don't pin- have a Manscaped ad read this week. So it's just <laughs> on an absolute plate, but no. But, but sorry, you know continue. what I mean?
0: Okay, so it's the ass. It's the actual physical ass that that thin layer is removed, and now it's critical. I don't know if it was like, was it the anus? Was
1: it Taguchi's anus? Because his cheeks, his his buttocks were spread... It's yeah. the way that they were positioned. So you, you you imagine the proximity of Taguchi's anus, which let's let's be clear, at this point, you know, 15 minutes into a, a competitive match is going to be quite sme- smelly and sweaty, yeah, probably very fragrant, maybe a bit hairy. So all of those things combined, when you have an uh, 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 athlete's sweaty, uh, probably smelly anus in your face, inches away from your nose, then that's going to throw you off your game, isn't it? I would say yes. Under normal circumstances, like if, like if Joel, if you're again, in school, I'm just waiting for the the brilliant DMs and iTunes reviews I'm going to get from that, <laughs> right, right. and I'm going to keep doing it because if you people keep encouraging me, you're going to get more of it. Yep. See. Right.
0: Uh All right. Well, let me let me put it to you this way. Let's say, Joel, that we were naked, me and you, right? and we were in a wrestling match, right? And I. As, as sexy as it sounds, s- sat on your face, right? And it, this might not be something that you would enjoy, right? You, you're not going to...
1: Well, well on maybe. the contrary,
0: Damon. I, I would enjoy it and it would excite me so much
1: that it would throw me off my game. I would okay. Be, okay. I'd be aroused and I'd be thinking sexual things instead of concentrating on winning the wrestling match. So either way, is that what happened if, here? if you go either the Ishimori route, if he's like, ugh, yuck, disgusting, and that's distracting him, he's lost. Or, ooh, he's found my secret kink, I love this. And Oh, no, <laughs> I've lost the match. It works both ways.
0: Okay, but my point is, is that if you didn't like it, which it feels like he did not enjoy it, right? He did not enjoy the... Well, uh, he claims not to have liked he it. Claimed- but, oh, is that just, you know? this is just a ruse? Okay. <laughs> Methinks the lady doth protest too much, you know? Yeah. Ah, okay. Now I see. Now I see. Right, totally. so We've we got some depth to this story now. Now actually, This is a good angle. Yeah. So he's actually a secret ass eater, Ishimori, but he's flailing around the ring after the fact. Because if you notice, he, like if I were going to sit on someone's face and they did not want this to happen... They would be fighting for their lives and scrambling and doing everything they possibly can to not get an anus in the mouth. Right? I mean, I know I would be. I don't care what condition I'm in. I don't care if I went 15 minutes. I don't care. So what you're you're saying, you're throwing this
1: on the table, that Taiji Ishimori is a a, a top-class wrestler. He Uh, knows exactly how to get out of that position. He's been in that position loads of times. But he thought... You know what? I will, I will take this meaningless yep. defeat on this yep. nothing show yep. just so I can get three seconds of, of asshole ar- in my face. Yep. Yep. And then
0: I'll act like, oh, this was terrible. Oh, and I'll flail. And like after the fact, I'll flail around and be like, oh, pff, oh my God, terrible. Oh, that's crazy. Who would want that? And who would like that? But secretly, he not only likes it, he's an aficionado. He's an ass eating aficionado on the down low. He's on the down low with his ass eating. That's what's happening here. I think we've I think we figured it out. I think we've sorted it out. Taiji Ishimori is an ass eater from way back in the day. Back in his days in Noah. And he's a little embarrassed with this kink. He's a little, you know, he's a little ashamed of it, but he still has that urge and that itch. And he wanted that match with, with Taguchi because he knew, he knew his chance had finally come. And lo and behold, he was the one that pulled down Taguchi's trunks, if you remember. He pulled it down. And all Taguchi did was give him a little, he gave him what he wanted. Gave him what he wanted. And again, he's going to pretend that, oh, this is not for me. Oh, this is, this is I'm, a, I'm a trained professional athlete. No. No. This is why he couldn't beat Toguchi in 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 fifteen minutes. This and, is and why tell you,
1: Dick, we're learning a valuable lesson about um, trying to hide your your sexual peccadillas. Because yes. if he'd been more open about it, you know, we're not kink shaping here. No, if you're into that stuff. Fantastic. And if he'd been upfront about that and made it public, yeah, you know, I, I like a bit of bit of bit of bum in my face. Yep. Then that would have thrown Toguchi off his game because Toguchi yes. has been like, oh, I can't use my hip attack. I can't use all my it's- bum shenanigans. Yes. Yeah. He he likes that kind of stuff, and you know that might give him extra power to beat me in the match. So th- this is this is great storytelling, Damon. And I can't I believe you you criticized I
0: it. I can't believe we did this. We have figured this out. We we have made this. I'm about ready to write some fan fiction. <laughs> what a callback spot. Uh, yeah. We fig. I think. Yeah. I think this is exactly what's going on. You know what? On the surface, it looks like nonsense. But this is Mastercraft, New Japan Pro Wrestling Storytelling. Don't you know what? Don't give me this fucking main event Tokyo Dome bullshit. Don't give me Ricky Choshu. Don't give me uh Tenru and War Invasion. Don't give me UWFI. Don't give me Muda Takata Nokiism, Fuck all that. This is New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> this is it. This is this is history right here.
1: This is 1972. And this, this is a, an angle. This is booking that's got Dusan Thunder Liger's fingerprints all over
0: it. You know, this is classic oh, yeah. Liger booking, <laughs> Liger booking for sure. I can just see him pissing his pants, laughing his ass off, building his Godzilla. Ah uh, well look I'm glad play- <laughs> forty-five minutes in and we've barely talked about one match. <laughs> <laughs> but what a match. But here's the thing, we've made this match so it deserves great. it. It deserves it. Look, you're not gonna get this on any other podcast. You know, you could throw one star at us all the fucking day long. Pfft. Give me give me somebody who's giving you this. Give me more. Give me more of your one star views. Give, give me like- one star. Yeah, they really See what you did? That's that's what it was. Like, like, like what you, yeah, look at what you! Look at All of you
1: fuckers complaining about off-topic stuff and complaining about the the horniness
0: of this show. This is for you. This is There's for you. More where that came from? Because we know you're still listening, you fucks. Because guess what? After it's all said and done, we're the ones. We're the ones that break stories still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you keep coming. We're back. still the ones. You keep we're back. still the ones. We talk about S-eating. We talk about S-eating. And we break the stories. And we're number one. Go fuck yourselves. Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, let's talk about... Uh, I'll give my thoughts on Rocky versus ELP. Because, you know, these are two... I think, you know, they've got really good chemistry. I think Rocky is one of El Fantasma's best opponents. But it felt... You know, I agree with you. It felt like a, a really good 20-minute match stretched out to 30. And I'm not sure the ends justified the means here. Because they had the angle at the end where Taguchi clarified it afterwards. He says he knows something's up with El Phantasmo's loaded boot and he didn't want Rocky to take the sudden death kick because he thought that would would hurt Rocky and damage their chances at the Tokyo Dome. And then we had ELP afterwards saying that he kicked Rocky with the wrong part of his foot. He meant to kick him with his heel, but he didn't connect with the heel. You know, maybe this is just me being thick. I thought it was confusing at the time and it just came across as overbooked because, you know, the, the time limit draw is an extremely valuable tool, but it needs to be used sparingly. The more you use it, the less effective it becomes and I don't think they needed to use it here. You know, neither guy needed to be protected. Didn't really matter who took the wins or the losses here. But I don't want to throw the baby out with bathwater because aside from the time and the finish, I thought there was a lot of really good stuff here. Both guys worked very hard. You know, I said plenty last week about how freaking great I think Rocky is and I also think that El Fantasma has improved a lot over the last six months. So I'll, you know, choose to highlight those positives here because it was a problem with booking rather than the match itself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I said from the jump. Like, he... It was just unneeded. Like, I don't know. I just... uh, The idea of that going 30 minutes... Like, unfortunately, I saw the match results before I watched the match. And And I was just blown away. Like, I don't understand... And, and it was confusing the finish with a kick. And then I saw a tweet that he put out something about Gretzky, you, you know, you had this deek. He's, he's, he's using a hockey analogy, Joel. He's talking my language. Fortunately, he used the wrong guy. Really, you shouldn't use Gretzky for breakaways because Gretzky probably scored most of his goals when he had a breakaway using like a slap shot or a snapshot and not necessarily a deek. Gretzky really wasn't a deeker. Really wasn't a deal. Now, if you said Pav Bure, all right, ELP, we're on the same page. And you would think he would. From uh, he's from like British Columbia, right, Vancouver area, right? He would know Pav Alberi. Fucking disrespect the Russian rocket, ELP. All right, that was um, that was disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shall we move on to preview
1: some of the upcoming matches? We've got four. Interesting shows coming up. We're going to start off on Thursday, July 22nd with Summer Struggle in Osaka Night 1. We will go straight to the 5th and the 6th match. So we've got a pair of special singles matches to build up the tag title, the heavyweight tag title scene. We have Sanada versus Zack Sabre Jr. And we have Naito versus Taichi. So Sanada versus Zack, I think that's a, a good pairing. I always enjoy when they wrestle each other, I think Zack is one of Sanada's best opponents. He always seems to get the best out of him. The way that Sanada's cool, cold skull, uh, you know, unfazed character sort of dovetails with Zack getting more and more angry and upset in the matches. Uh, they mm-hmm. had a really good match at the Tokyo Dome a couple of years ago that I enjoyed, so I'm sure that will be really good. And Naito Taichi, I always enjoy their matches. I know they can be quite controversial, quite decisive, uh, divisive, sorry, but just two dickheads trying to annoy each other and piss each other off. I'm sure this will be good again my only thing please please don't don't make it go 30 minutes it's, it's, or it's going 30 it's going to go minutes more than that. It's, no, it's going to go more than that isn't it if this if this is in the night in 18 minutes I'll be so happy but it won't be so again these are two matches that on paper I'm really looking forward to in practice are probably going to go longer than I would like
0: it's definitely going to go the 30 I mean the A they're only singles matches on the show right uh, Naito Taichi Zack Sonata. there's no other singles matches on the show um, I mean, what else? Are you I mean, looking at this lineup, what else are you giving time to? Okada Goto against Cobb and Okan. You're not giving it to Shingo and Bushi, right? Shingo Bushi, what a bush! It's it's Shingo and Bushi against Kota Bushi and Master Wato. What are you giving that? Are you giving that thirty minutes? <laughs> you know what I mean? There's nothing else on the show. I mean and not even this like what they got Tanahashi, Ishii, and yoshihashi against evil kenta and yujiro i mean that's going 10 minutes there's nothing else on the show that the those two here's the thing i don't have a, again it's super annoying the fact that they have to, to to they have these blocks of time that this match goes this match this this length this match goes this length i mean they have guys that can go do I want to see Sonata go 30 minutes no I don't mind seeing Zach going 30 minutes he, maybe he can make it interesting Ni Taichi could go 30 minutes and I think it'd be good but yeah but those those are those are your those are your anchor matches they're, they're that's not going there's no way that any of those two matches go under 20 minutes how about that
1: no way yeah, and then uh, the following night, for uh, this will be Friday, July 23rd, we got night two, Some Struggle in Osaka, where we're basically flipping it round. Fifth match, we got Sanada versus Taichi, and sixth match, Naito versus Zack. Now, Naito versus Zack uh, was incredible in the G1, so I have complete faith in the pair of them to use that main event time wisely and make it interesting and engaging. Uh, Sanada-Taichi is a match, again, we haven't seen too much of. We saw it in the New Japan Cup. And I thought it was, it was good. It was okay. It was good. I, I, I want to see more here. I think Chi is the kind of guy with the attitude and the personality and the wrestling style who could push Sonata to something more than the sum of its parts. Because Sonata is a guy, if you if you press him and you have that sort of high energy, high intensity match, that brings out the best in him. And I hope Taichi can, can do that here because I think that is going to, Play favorably to Sonata Strips.
0: I'm looking at these shows, Joel. And again, they are what they are. L- these, these are leading up to Wrestle Grand Slam. Thursday, Shingo, Bushi versus Kota Obushi, Master Wato. Friday, Shingo, Bushi, Abushi Master Wato. Saturday, Shingo, Bushi. Kodo Ibushi, Master Wato.
1: <laughs> they're house show matches, though. They're not for us. They're not for <laughs> viewers at home watching on New Japan World. Nobody should be watching these matches. Unless you bought a ticket and you are there in the building, you shouldn't be watching these undercard matches. I'm sorry. That's not what
0: they're for. Oh, my Lord. I mean, again, Okada, Godo, Cobb, Okan. It should be good. That's Thursday. Friday. Okada, Yoshihashi, Jeff Cobb, Great O'Conn. Saturday. Okada Yano. Jeff Cobb, Great O'Conn. <laughs> Holy moly. I'll tell you what. If you uh, <laughs> Just, uh there's no way I'm sitting through that shit. <laughs> it's a weekend are you kidding no, me no I'm not going to be watching
1: oh. I, I watch the singles matches and that that's what New Japan is they have I understand why they have to put all these shows out that like they've got you know sell as many put on as many shows and sell as many tickets as they can so they can try to come close to breaking even which you know, is, is another story in and of itself but uh don't watch them. Don't watch all the undercut you you'll drive yourself insane if you try to do that. And you know, maybe this is bad form on my part being the uh, one half of a podcast about New Japan Pro Wrestling, but I'm not going to be watching them. I will just watch the singles matches and that's what I would advise you uh, to do, dear listener.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, if you're parachuting in new, no, I mean, maybe you, you could sink your teeth into it. I I just I, I don't know. I mean, that Thursday, Friday and Saturday, I'm telling you flat out. I have so many other things that I would <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I would, I cannot imagine. I'll tell you what. God bless the people that do sit through this. Whew. I mean, people are locked lot. They're now. keeping it strong, so, lads
1: are watching these full shows. You think so? And gonna get, yeah, going to give really sort of thoughtful, insightful feedback on the, all no, the undercard tag matches. But... No, they're
0: not. <laughs>
1: not me. They're, they're not
0: doing that. Are they really? You think they're doing it? I doubt it. Which we should ask them. Yeah. Uh, nah, they're not. Nobody's. I'm telling you flat out. If they do it, I. Uh, no. no. I, I. We're not. I'll just tell you flat out. We're not. Leave us one star. Because <laughs> we ain't fucking doing it. Holy shit, shitballs! I mean, listen. If there's a match in there, right? It, it, like if there's something that's good. Don't get me wrong. We're, we'll watch it, but we're not. We're, I'm. I'm not carving out time. Night after night after night. This is like G... This is a G1 schedule of dog shit. No no fucking way. No fucking way. All right, good.
1: <laughs> okay, so <laughs> then we have a show on Saturday, July 24th. Uh, Summer Struggle in Nagoya in the Aichi Prefectural Gymnasium. And again, I am fast-forwarding to the top two matches where we have special singles match, Tomohiro Ishii versus Evil. And then another special singles match, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Kenta. So... Ishii versus Evil could be good. I think Evil is the best kind of opponent. He's got the type of opponent with the highest chance of making something watchable out of the current uh, iteration of Evil. And Evil, there have been slight signs that they may be dialing back on the shenanigans a bit. But again, I will reserve judgment. I, I expect to see shenanigans in this match. But I want to see Evil... Doing some good wrestling, and just even as uh, that sentence was just came oozing out of my mouth, I realized what a stupid thing it was to say because we're not going to get it. But (laughs) there's a chance this match could be good if anyone can drag uh, Bullet Club Evil kicking and screaming to uh, a a watchable match. It
0: is Tomohiro Ishii. So Godspeed, Tom. Yep. Look, I think uh, I think everyone on planet Earth knows what we're getting here. We're getting Tommy Ishii. Uh, striking hard and doing his best to have a great match, which he always does. Full steam ahead, no doubt about it. Right? You got evil, who again is hit or miss when it comes to that. Taking out the shenanigans, right? He's hit or miss. Um, he could have he could have some great performances. He could have some pretty average performances, right? Can, can I with that- the
1: question because evil's a, yes. a strange guy because he never has the kind of the chemistry with opponents that you would expect into to. Because you, you, you right. see the size of him you think, oh, you know, this is a bruiser this is a guy who's going to have good heavy-hitting matches with guys like Ishii and Goto and Shingo. But it never really pans out that way. There were glimpses of it in that amazing New Year dash tag last year that I've thrown a lot of praise at. But if you, I mean, this evil at least, who have his best singles matches been against? And they've been against guys like, in my opinion, Zack and Yoshihashi, which
0: you yeah. might
1: not expect.
0: Yeah. He's almost like what Jeff Cobb was a couple years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he needs a, an opponent to do a lot of the make me look good as opposed to I'm going to get in there and mix it up with with the bruisers. And you would think it would it would, you know, he would be that guy. Um yeah, it's it's it's, it's it is amazing, isn't it? And again, it's sometimes it it, it works out sometimes it's, it's, it it's he is a dice roll uh, uh more than anyone else on the roster i feel like evil is is a dice roll of what you're going to get you, you cuz i'll go so far as to say and i and i talked about it earlier how you know the old tap on the shoulder anyone can go blah 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 is he the one guy on that roster that you have hesitation to say that he could do that like, you tap evil on yes. the shoulder and say, okay, big boy, I need you to go out there and have a fucking humdinger. Can he do that consistently?
1: It's not his fault. It's just the way that he is booked and the presentation of this character.
0: No, no, no. I, I mean, I, I mean I just in I general. He,
1: Take all that no, out. Uh, it I, depends who his opponent is. Cause I yeah. i I really enjoyed the series with naito i thought some of those title matches some of the main events i thought were really enjoyable against naito and i enjoyed more than more of his g1 matches than i thought i would against some surprising opponents like i mentioned uh but then sometimes he will go out against a guy like okada and it's just dog shit
0: right right
1: think about that who has bad matches with fucking okada well, you know, you know that that is opening a can of worms because a lot of people would point the finger and say that's Okada's fault, but he just oh, come know, on. D- did not give a shit and phoned it in because he, you know, he doesn't, <laughs> doesn't respect. Maybe he doesn't respect EVU. Maybe he's he not interested in the feud and isn't gonna, you know, go balls to the wall trying to make that match good.
0: Nah, in, in a in a big uh, come on, that's that, that's hard for me to swallow. That that you're going to uh, that, look, that, those
1: castle attack matches against yeah, evil, you cannot look at that and say yes, that is a card of trying his absolute best to to get this guy over. He, he, like he
0: in a singles match, in a singles match, like he's like like those those dumb title defenses leading up to Wrestle Kingdom, and it was always evil they would put in the fucking in, in the mix. Those matches were good. The G one matches they were good.
1: Yeah, but that, we're talking like we're, we're rolling back several years here. This is oh yeah, you're looking at like 2017 Okada, which is very different to 2021 Okada. Who I oh yes, is, yes, yes, is yes, yes, more yes. hit and miss than he was. I mean, if you were if you were to ask me what certified bangers has Okada had this year, I will no. give you the Osprey match at Wrestle Kingdom, which okay, I, yeah, I thought yeah, was yeah. amazing. Aside from that, what were we looking at? What you know, match of the year candidates that we had from Okada?
0: I'll tell you what. Go back two years. I mean, we're talking Money Clip era, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, that's yeah. He didn't. He doesn't have a ton on on, on that list. Uh, all right. Yep. So evil is is evil. Evil Ishii is questionable. How about Tanahashi Kenta? What are you looking yeah, at Yeah, Tanahashi
1: Kenta, a match that. If you get, like I said, if you gave him 18 minutes, it would be great. But this is going 36 minutes, yep. and uh, I am going to be doing other stuff for the first 20 minutes. I'm going to be fucking around on my phone and not paying attention. There'll be some good character stuff from Kenta. Kenta will make me chuckle a few times, and the, the closing seven to eight minutes will be great. And a lot of people will watch that, and that will be the takeaway. And said, oh, yeah, brilliant great match between the two of them but uh, I don't know I don't
0: know I'm telling you know what, what 20 minutes
1: this, this, this year of New Japan anymore
0: 20 minutes I could probably jerk off twice <laughs> right I could probably get should to we do <laughs> should we do that
1: should we <laughs>
0: yeah let's see if we can do it
1: how many how many quarts of
0: semen uh, can <laughs> we uh, my problem would be this see my problem would be this like, like I'm going to go I'm going to go f- I gotta pace myself for the first half because and, and I gotta kinda of get it done quick, right? Because I gotta I gotta recoup. I, I take a little bit to recoup. It's um refractory so, periods, yeah. Yeah, I gotta I gotta regenerate. <laughs> I got to, okay. Uh so that might take a second or two. Um so I might I, I might need them to, to like grab a chin lock. <laughs> grab a, grab an arm, sorry. Some, so I some can, of the crowd clapping. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> clap, clap, clap. clap. All right, come on, yeah, root me on. But yeah, I think so. I think two, 20 minutes, and then watch the rest of the match. It's a good idea. Oh, right, the analysis <laughs> is already setting here.
1: done. <laughs> That's why you come to the Super J cast for brilliant insight like that. Yeah. Uh, let's go on then to Wrestle Grand Slam in Tokyo Dome, which Uh-oh. will be this Sunday, July 25th. This is a proper show. I'm excited about this one. And we are starting off with the KOPW 2021 New Japan Rambo. With handcuffs, it's official, Damon. So the results have come in. So there were 15,000 votes cast in no, English and Japanese voted. social media. 76% voted for handcuffs. So it's going to be a New Japan. <laughs> okay. So the the website says New Japan Rambo with blindfolds, but that's not correct. It's going to be handcuffs. So as in any normal New Japan Rambo, entrants will join the match at a random order in one minute intervals. Elimination can occur by pinfall, submission, disqualification, or by being thrown over the top rope. With handcuffs means, however, that a wrestler can also be eliminated by being handcuffed to the ropes or ringside area and must remain in place for the remainder of the match. They took a Rambo, and I like Rambos. And they've they've made it shit. The Torriano touch of shit has ruined the uh, New Japan Rambo.
0: I, I mean, who thought of a a who thought of this, and b who gave this the green light? Like who was like, all right, here, here's an idea. Why don't we have handcuffs? It's probably my guy from from Alabama. Ghetto. Why don't we get somebody with some handcuffs? We'll put them all around the ringside. We'll do the we'll do the Rambo that way. How's that sound?
1: <coughs> Something you saw in the territories in Memphis
0: in the eighties. <laughs> no, even Memphis wouldn't be this 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 nonsense. This is pure unadulterated WWE. Yeah, Memphis no, no this,
1: no, this is like sort of late nineties WCW crap,
0: isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Again, it's the first match. It's it's all, you know, bottom... New Japan bottom feeders that are in this match. It has, uh, has, has that line Wait, wait. So does that mean Ishimori is going to be in the match as well? Ah, he
1: should. He should. Callback. Callbacks. <laughs> this is why. We just get comedy gold on a Super J-Cast. <laughs> I
0: know. Um, all right. Can we do this? Want to have some fun with it? Who's in this? Who's in this match? Everyone who's not on
1: the card I don't know it's uh, not been you know, announced we don't that. have a list of people but um I don't know I Yuck. don't care Yano's is probably winning next
0: <laughs> it is fucked up
1: all right so guys what's next what is next okay so the first match first proper match we have got the IWGP junior heavyweight tag team championship match with the challengers the mega coaches uh, Rocky and Taguchi taking on ELP and Ishimori so um I'm, I think this one is going to be really good they will get maybe 15 minutes and I am, I've got full confidence in all four of these guys that in a 15 minute high paced opening, uh, junior tag title match that they're going to deliver. And this is going to be good fun.
0: I agree. I definitely agree. Uh, will we see new tag team champions?
1: Uh, that is an interesting question. And I will say no, I think bullet club will retain, just because I'm, I'm unsure about how long Rocky's going to be staying in Japan for, I think he might be needed back in the States. So maybe not the best person to be holding the title.
0: Right. He's got to lie down to Clark Connors again. So,
1: <laughs> and to, to be fair, I would love the Mega Coaches to win because I think they're a terrific team and it will be really interesting and shake things up a bit in the division. But I just think in terms of the logistics... Uh, but maybe ELP wants to go back home as well. So I don't know. This one's a coin toss for me, actually.
0: I'm saying a successful title defense. Uh, mega Coaches will not be our new IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions. I say the match goes under fifteen. And I, again, I, I hope it's a nice little sprint. Uh, both both teams could could uh, could do that and make it short and sweet. But yeah, I think. Uh, I think we'll, we'll, Bullet Club will retain.
1: Second match is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Singles Championship match with El Desperado with his third defence against the challenger, Robbie Eagles. Uh, I expect another successful defence here from Despe- Oh, or, or do I? Are they going to fly uh-huh. Robbie Robbie out just to lose the title challenge? And- <sighs> This is tricky Um, I don't know I I will stick with Despy I think Despy will keep it Until Hiromu's back I think that is the direction to go Uh, And again Interesting placement here Maybe the kind of match That might suffer From being put in a main event spot And being expected to do The obligatory 36 minutes But second from the top Again in and out In in less than 20 If we're looking around
0: 15 minutes High paced High flying High intensity This could be really good I think think this would be really good, especially, I mean, Robbie's going to have a chip on his shoulder um, getting back into the ring, getting in a a big building. Um, Again, crowds aside, whatever. Um, Yeah, I think it would be very good. I don't know if there will be a title change here as well for the the same reasons. But, again, they did fly him in, and it would seem weird. But, yeah, to me, it's – I mean, I think all signs and all roads – are leading to Desperado and Hiromo, and Hiromo is supposed to be back. And I would not be surprised if you see a challenge right after this match, right? That would be a nice little spot for that to, ha- to happen. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think a successful title defense for El Despo.
1: Third match then is a special singles match with Kazuchika Okada facing Jeff Cobb. Uh, and again, I think this depends what kind of Okada turns up. Are we going to get Money Clip Okada, or are we going to get Tokyo Dome Okada? Uh, I would err towards saying Tokyo Dome Okada, but with the caveat being, you know, this is the third match. He so might think, eh, it's the third match, you know. But, um, you know, Jeff Cobb has been tremendous in 2020. Well, over the last 12 months, actually, I think he's been fantastic in New Japan. So I don't have any question marks about him going into this. I'm sure he will, de- he will deliver. And I, I will err on the side of optimism. Again, this is one that being lower on the cards has a, a better chance of being entertaining. 50 minutes we get high energy Okada taking some big bumps for Jeff. Um, I think this should be good as well. Who wins? (sighs) I don't know. Jeff Cobb has just been losing to a lot of people. I think he could really do with a win here. Possibly looking at a situation where the winner of this match is a future title challenger. Mm -hmm. Same could be said for Evil versus Ishii. The winner of that could be someone who's popping out to challenge. So i 'm um, not sure about this one i i'm i leaning towards an okada win yeah i
0: 'm 'm that building whether it 's fifteen thousand twenty thousand forty thousand that 's okada 's building um and just like tanahashi before him you get in that building and he'll he'll make it work he'll make he'll he 'll find the He'll find it within himself to make it special. And again, Jeff Cobb, also with a little chip on his shoulder, I'm sure, going into this match, singles match, Tokyo Dome, Okada. He's improved leaps and bounds. He's find his. He's found his groove. This is a big spot for him. Probably the biggest spot of his career. Uh He's he's gonna want it to be great. And I think everybody will. Everybody will want it to be great. And I think it will be I think it'd be really great. I think it's gonna go longer than what you think though. It's Okada. I don't care if it's the third match. They're not they're not gonna give him ten minutes. Um I find it I find it hard to fathom Okada lying down at the Tokyo Dome to Jeff Cobb. I don't know. You give me any other building, I'd be like, okay, I could... I don't know. Can you see Jeff Cobb getting a win over Okada inside the Tokyo Dome? Straight from Suidobashi Station.
1: No, I, I don't see yeah. it. I think, uh, despite what we've said about our reservations about Okada as a singles performer in 2021, uh, singles matches... A singles match wins over him are uh, a premium they don't hand cool. those out to anybody and um yeah i expect okada to win here
0: i agree with that 100 percent. there you go all right we're on the same page there what's next
1: Fourth match is IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match with the new champions, Sanada and Naito, in their first defence against Dangerous Tekers Zack and Taichi. And yet again, I'm repeating myself here. I think this is a match that will be uh, improved by going less time than the previous one did. Because obviously this is not going 36 minutes. Not to say that I thought the first one was bad. I actually really liked that one. But here I, I expect we'll get a, a different kind of match. It's going to be faster and they'll have to you know pack more into it in, in a shorter time. So... Great chemistry between all four guys. I think this would be really good. And I think Dangerous Techers might win the titles back here.
0: I would, I would be okay with either one. I think the match will be very good. Uh, again, I think Sonata in a tag scenario is ideal. I love, I, I love the energy and I love the focus and I love the fact that the belts feel special. Here's my biggest concern this is the end of the New Japan tag team era because you know what's right around the corner, right? You could see it coming, right? Um, there's not, aside from uh, what we might have with the United Empire, who's next in line for a tag team title defense or challenge, should I say? Who's next in line? They're they're not actually going to do Tanahashi Okada. I mean, that's a pipe dream, I think. It'd be awesome if they did do that, but they're not going to do that. Who's next?
1: I think it should be
0: Cobb and Okan, personally. Okay. All right. So if it is Cobb and Okan, which I would have absolutely no problem with, heel team? Well, I mean, they're, they're they're definitely heel team. But it's not like, you know. Would you consider L- losingo go a heel faction? No, no, definitely no. not. They're faces. baby faces. faces. Okay. Um, so it kind of has me leaning a little bit more that way, with them retaining. If if in fact they are the next in line. My point was, we we, we know we're getting we know we're getting good brothers soon, right? <laughs> we know what's happening right yeah
1: well, we'll come on to that later with uh, oh. an episode of show that I really enjoyed actually but um yeah that does yeah. That, that is well I've spoken about my worries and fears about that in previous shows, but that is a possibility yeah yeah
0: yeah I mean it's down the road we got a little time we got a little time to enjoy what we got right now. And I just think, oh my god, all roads are pointing that way. And it's just like, that is a road I do not want to go down. But we, ha- we, ha- we, It was fun while it lasted. Right, kids? Okay, let's move on to the main
1: event then, which is the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match with the champion, Shingo Takagi, in his first defense against the challenger, Kota Ibushi. And I just think it's notable here how many of these, I've said it before, how many of these big spots Ibushi has been given as you know the guy and i think probably the most or one of the most physically durable of the the top top guys in New Japan at the moment who can be relied upon month after month after month to be putting in these big spots and deliver quality matches quality main events match of the year candidates and i'm sure we're going to get another one here because they've met each other in the past they fought in the G1 and it was good but you felt like they had a better match in them and I think this is going to be it. I think with anything less than a match of the year candidate, I'm going to be disappointed. Do do I think Ibushi is going to win? I think there's a, a very good chance of that. I can see a Me world too. where Ibushi wins the title, and then maybe we get evil as the next challengers. You know, a, a little filler defense and heat them up for the the G1. But yeah, I think we're looking at a great match here, and I think Ibushi is going to win.
0: I think so too. Well, uh, let's put it this way: I don't think there there is any guarantee that Shingo isn't, you know, the the old one and done. Um, New Japan has a history of short title reigns. Your first time with a belt, so that wouldn't surprise me. Um, and again, I am the big fan of all right. So, how many titles are changing hands on a show? You don't want to have every fucking title drop. It's, it is set up for that. It is set up for a, a, a climatic finish with Kota Obushi standing tall in a building that uh, has been very good to him as well. And I don't, I don't want to say this out loud, but I did say this out loud on previous shows where, you know, COVID... And everything that has gone down in recent months afforded New Japan to be a little bit creative, take some chances, and I don't want to say have placeholder champions, but they could do that. They could have a guy who can buy them some time, a fresh face, uh, a guy who can have a handful of of good matches when, when asked. I think this title changes hands here. Now, think of this. For a title that has been known for its stability and it's, uh, you know, it doesn't, not everyone gets it and all that stuff that we talked about in the past. And again, this is not 2018. This is not 2019. Uh, Boy, that title feels like it's changed hands a lot. right? And again, we go back, not the world title, the world title, um feels like this title has changed hands a lot, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, so even so looking at this calendar we've got Naito to Ibushi to Osprey to Shingo and now we're looking potentially back to Ibushi. So yeah. there
0: will be accusations of hot-shotting which uh, may not be unfounded. Okay, but it's again this is not Jim Crockett circa 1986 either. You know, we we, we do have I mean, some a, circumstances yeah. that have fucking you know made things this, this a little a bit. New, this It's
1: a new title though. This new title needs a uh, long, uh, stable, iconic reign to get it.
0: I don't think this is what this promotion is anymore. Uh, you Should be right. I really don't. I don't. Th- I think the idea of what we sunk our teeth into with New Japan Pro Wrestling. I don't. Th- I, I don't think that's the same promotion. I don't think that you have that luxury. It, it's just not the same promotion anymore, um, and that's that's a big challenge for a lot of people. Um, I don't think you're going to get that epic run Okada run or that epic battle between Tanahashi and Okada. Um, I mean, that, I think that was a pocket in time, and I, but I truly believe that era is is over. Um, And that's not to say that this title now becomes, you know, just any willy-nilly person can get it. But the idea of of it being this thing that just stays with one person uh, for a long period of time, that person's got to be pretty fucking magical. And I think it would be a mistake if they went back and said okay we're going to give it to tanahashi for a long run or we're going to give it to okada for a long run i think that now you're falling into a trap of as as you know not for nothing it's not that long ago but nostalgia again this this i don't think this promotion is the same same promotion for the for the good and for the bad that that it was just 5 years ago
1: Let me jump into a few questions. Bash says, we've got three Dome shows now in the space of six months. Do you think this takes away the specialness of a show at the Tokyo Dome? And what matches are you
0: most looking forward to this
1: week uh, bar the Tokyo Dome main event?
0: I mean, it does. I I can't lie. I mean, the idea that this week there's a Tokyo Dome show is strange, to say the least. Um, It does not feel like a... January 4th event um, and it's been on and off on and off and it's been you know, some struggle getting it pardon the pun a summer struggle uh, to get it off the ground so does is does it lose the overall luster no it's still the Tokyo Dome it's still it, it, it's something to look forward to it's still best show of, of you know in a long time. It's it's a it's a dome worthy show. But yeah, they I mean they're trying to understand the, the logic here of they have to find a way to balance these books and running the Tokyo Dome. Even it's gonna be it's gonna be the one of the biggest houses of the year, even with restrictions, right, Joel? It's gonna be one of the biggest houses of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I don't know what the rent is, but it's not like there's a million options for the Tokyo Dome right now, you know, who they what, there's no touring acts, there's no bands, there's no whatever. Maybe they got a good deal. So, uh, does it feel less special? Kind of, but it's still the Tokyo Dome and it's probably the best thing we got going on this summer.
1: And a match you're particularly looking forward to this week, aside from the main event.
0: Tag match, tag match. I love, I love what they've done with with uh, tag matches. I am looking forward to Okada Jeff Cobb. I think that's uh, that's that's going to be interesting. Because I'll tell you what, I would love to see Okada lying down. I don't think it's going to happen, but boy, would that be just a fucking shot in the arm for Jeff Cobb? That would be really great. Um, so I would say those two.
1: Yeah, personally. Despy, Robbie Eagles, I think that'll be tremendous. I'm really excited about that. Very happy to see Robbie back. Uh, Spannerhead says, any idea of a backup plan in case Ibushi's sick and can't compete at Grand Slam? He'll be fine. I'm sure he'll be there. Yeah. So I, I would not worry about that. Um, just a couple of news bits here. I saw from Impact that Chris Bay, who you may remember competing in the Super J Cup last year, has joined Bullet Club. So what are your thoughts on this? Do you think it's a good fit? And how w- w- what do you think we'll see from Chris? Is he going to be appearing on Strong or are we going to see Bullet Club on Impact and other promotions? What are your thoughts?
0: So it wasn't anything really official, official other than he just came out with a T-shirt, right? Correct, yeah. Jay White okay. presented him with a Bullet Club shirt. Gotcha, okay. Um. I mean, heel, dickhead, American, you know, <laughs> slimy, yeah. cheating, heel. Maybe some Um, tag
1: stuff. I don't know if they might send someone like ELP back and ELP and Chris Bay being a tag team doing something in impact or strong. Who knows?
0: Yeah, I don't expect I don't expect a plane ride immediately. Uh, Maybe eventually but yeah, he'll anchor it down here in the States and and represent the Bullet Club. (laughs) Uh, Let me ask you this. Disappointed with that?
1: No, actually, I was, pleased just by okay. virtue of the fact that it means we're going to see more Chris Bay, who's a guy that I like, okay. so
0: I, I, yeah, I t- took the positives
1: from that. Okay.
0: All right, that's a good way to look at it. I, uh, Anytime anybody joins Bullet Club, I'm just kind of like, oh, boy. but okay. All right. That's a good way to look at it. All right. What did you think
1: of Jay White's surprise uh, on, on Impact coming out, having a face-off
0: with Kenny Omega and his, mm. his boys? So, I, uh, like what, the fact that, yeah. I like the fact that we were on top of that before it happened. I like the fact that if you follow us on Twitter, which you should, uh, you were I would privy. have ruined it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Joel would have ruined it for you a good 10 minutes before it happened. Uh, listen, we got, we got eyeballs everywhere. We, you know, we got eyeballs everywhere. Can't get past us. Even for your fucking dumb one star. Guess what? We get the DMs, right? We get the DMs. Just saying. For all of, our, all of our ass-eating jokes, there's a lot of people that like them. A lot of people like them. Um, not you, that's for sure. <sighs> so you just keep following us, right? <laughs> Boy, I'm angry. Those, those are the best kind
1: of listeners, David. the hate listeners.
0: Oh, who, they're great. They hate Because they
1: know. They hate at least one <laughs> of us, but they just they cannot help tuning in every week. Just so I don't see why they would hate me. Does anybody hate
0: me? Just, no, just give me no, yes or no. no. But the most of the people really? hate me. To be fair. Really? Yeah. I don't see how you are a smart, funny. Ah, oh. that's why they hate me. Is that what it is? <laughs> that and my politics. Yeah. And your and your massive cock. They're very jealous <laughs> <Yeah>. of it. <laughs> I should stop
1: posting photos of it all the time, shouldn't I? No, that's the hairy wrestling really fans should. gimmick. I shouldn't take that away from him. Oh.
0: oh! Goodness gracious! A deep wow. cut. a deep cut. Yeah, David can I? Ask, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not even gonna ask now. <laughs> I'm not gonna um, Yeah, you. You. We broke that before it happened, um, and uh, we told everyone. You might want to tune in to that slamversary. Might want to. Might want to fork over the money to fight TV or whatever the fuck it was. Um, it was interesting. I think the again the idea of oh, they're going to save this for Dominion or they're going to save this for... There there is no saving. They will put an angle like that on on a fucking impact show. That tells you everything you fucking need to know about the state of pro wrestling right now. They will put an angle like that where Jay White walks into the ring and stares down Kenny Omega... In impact in front of how many people do you think were there? 300? Hey, if that, they will do that. That is the most shocking thing. Not that it happened, the fact that it happened there. Uh, so, look, I, I mean, it's fun. I'm sorry. I have a, oh, there you are. All right. Have a great day at work. Uh, I got my vitamins now. Um, the fact that uh, it happened is amazing, but the fact that it happened there was even more amazing, um, and it's something that I—I well, I don't think anybody expected. And I, I think it also tells you that Jay White ain't going to Japan anytime soon. What do you think
1: is the the end game of that? I mean, do you think we're going to be seeing a Jay White Kenny Omega singles match in the near future? And where do you think that takes place? Do you think that's... The impact zone. Can you imagine? (laughs) Uh, We've got a question from Andrew says, what are the odds of the gamer Kenny Omega defending his impact title at Resurgence? And who would you like to see the gamer Kenny Omega wrestle? Please discuss in depth what this means for Kota Ibushi also. I mean, the the only thing is obvious here. We're going to get Ibushi flying over uh, very, very soon. So he's going to win the IWGP World Heavyweight title and fly over and it's going to be... Kenny Omega, AEW champion Kenny Omega against New Japan champion Kota Ibushi for all the titles, both belts on the line uh, in the impact zone?
0: Let me... <laughs> that'd be crazy. Let me throw one by you. You know, New Japan had a building booked and it was moved and it, uh, right now, requires... Uh, To get into said building, you need to have proof that you are fully vaccinated. You cannot get into this building unless you are fully vaccinated. That building is in the heart and soul of Earth itself. It's so nice, you got to say it twice. It's New York, New York. And that building is Madison Square Garden, Joel. And boy, that seems like a destination where safety is a priority. And uh, all you got to do is bring in a handful of people from New Japan Pro Wrestling. They can do a little tour. They can do a little vaccine tour themselves. And lo and behold, imagine a night of pro wrestling. And and correct me if I'm wrong, AEW has already done very well for itself in the New York market, selling out a big, big building. I would not be surprised if all of this – where does this all lead? I don't necessarily think it necessarily – I'll say necessarily seven times. It leads to Tokyo Dome big show. Madison Square Garden is going to be bumping. And I think you're going to see a lot of things that we never thought we would dream we would see a year ago, two years ago, in a big building like that. So again, am I saying pastrami sandwich, Joe? No, no pastrami sandwiches. But what I'm saying is, don't be surprised. Let's put it this way: let's get a brisket. Let's get a brisket. We'll put it in the freezer. Let's sit for a little bit. When we're ready to cook, we'll cook. We'll cook. But when it's done, oh, we're going to have a fucking good sandwich, my man. We're going to have a good fucking sandwich.
1: So you think Kenny Omega against Jay White would be a very tasty main event for a potential super show with these different promotions involved?
0: Yep. I do. I definitely do. I think... uh, I think you're going to see a lot of inter-promotion fun when it comes to a big... Look, can pick you can on run spot, that. And say,
1: give, me, give me a date, like a month or a year, well, a season.
0: Okay, so let's put it this way. Um, they currently are planning for a full NBA, NHL, Season, right? So that's already in the works. So we will have full capacity arenas around the country in September, and we already do pretty much have it for baseball. Um, so G one this year is September October, right. Am I wrong in that September October?
1: Uh, yeah, that's correct. Uh, I can tell okay. they've announced. Dates for it. So let me see. Uh, yeah, we so we're starting on September the eighteenth and running until October twenty first. Okay.
0: Okay. Is Novemberish or Decemberish, early Decemberish, out of the question? Um.
1: The only question i would have about that is if you want to send over some big new japan talent for that which obviously you would then what about january 4th is that going to be a bit of a mad scramble to get people back in time
0: uh i mean it it could it definitely could uh but i mean who, who knows where we're going to be at that point like you have the possibility to have a very large gate and and to get your name back in front of people. I think I think they I think they would be let's put it this way. The United States is the only place right now that they can recoup some of these losses. It really is. And again, they got to be strategic and they got to run the right buildings. Again, they're not going to run you know Major arenas across the country, like they're not running fucking American Airlines Arena again, you know. They're not making that mistake again. Um, but there are pockets. Again, if they did the right thing, had the right people involved, where they could make some money running shows in the United States at full capacity buildings, aside from G One. That stretch before the Tokyo Dome, what the fuck do we – what are we doing? World Tag League? Yeah, Send last them over year here.
1: was the joint World Tag League, best the Super Juniors.
0: Yeah, I mean, come on. Send them over here. Make some money. Yeah. I mean, if I'm New Japan, that's what I'm doing. Uh, I mean, that's, that's – I have that circled in my calendar. Now, again, you're going to be in competition with every fucking other event under the sun, that wants to book as many dates as they can, too. Concerts, the fucking circus, uh, ice capades, uh, Riley Reed's dildo tour America. Uh, who knows, right? It, you, you're going to have to fight for that. Joe. they would sell that Madison Square Garden in a fucking heartbeat if they put on the right show. If they had Kenny Omega, Jay White, Battle of the Bullet Club, you're, you're, you're selling out Madison Square Garden, right? Yeah, that would go in minutes. Okay. So now you gotta, you got a gate. And again, the rent at Madison Square Garden is very high, I'm sure, whatever, money, blah, 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 blah. Okay, great. But then you do those, a little pocket tour in buildings that you could fill, 2,000, 3,000 seaters, right? Again, you don't have to go everywhere. Pop around there. Uh, and you're getting what might be most importantly is your name is back out in front of people's faces, and that's been a struggle for two years. And you could do it here in the country and regain some of that lost momentum that you had by doing this. You're already in part. Look, we already know there's a partnership. We already know it's there. There's no walls that need to be broken down. There's no doors that need to be kicked in. They're all, the barn doors are fucking open. Let's make some money. Let's make some fucking money.
1: And sticking with this uh, idea about super shows, Antonio said, "Friend of the show, Antonio. <laughs> Antonio, he's back. Uh, he saw TNA or Impact doing a teaser about Bound for Glory, which showed AW, New Japan, and Triple A logos, and didn't show anything about CMLL. So, question is: Does New Japan still work with CMLL, or do, are they working with Triple A? Uh, what's the scoop about CMLL's backstage reaction to that teaser? We don't know. We haven't heard anything. No, 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 but, no, 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 no. no, no. But,
0: you didn't read it right." You did read it right. Because I look forward to reading the, the last part is, and that is my question. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is my question. Yes, that, that is Antonio's question. Sorry. That is um, question. Yeah, I we, we don't know. We haven't heard anything, but I imagine they are still working together. I mean, we still get the CMLL programming appearing on New Japan World, but there's not really much else CMLL can offer at this moment. You know, they can't send talent over. They can't have talent coming over to work excursion for them. So there's not really a great deal they could do. So they might be annoyed about it, but you know, they've got their own issues to deal with. Uh, I would not expect to see any New Japan talent wrestling in the same match as Triple uh, A talent. I don't think that will be happening anytime soon, but um, yeah, I wouldn't read too much into that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just, uh, again, you wouldn't see that in years past, but yeah, I, I wouldn't read too much into that. Um, but, you know, it's, it is noticeable in that, you know, you wouldn't see that in years past, but again, they I think they have bigger fish to fry right now and bigger problems. And Joel's correct in that you probably will not see much exchanging of talents between the two nations uh, or the two promotions um, until things get cleaned up.
1: Okay, I'm excited to talk about New Japan Strong this week. We saw the sort of tag team turbulence. So uh, let me ask you, Damon, do you want me to come to you for your thoughts after each match or at the end shall I just go through all matches and then come to you
0: Uh, well I'll tell you what Um, whatever you want to do I mean I watched it all Um, I mean if you want to run through it and then I can give you my final thoughts that'll be fine so we started off with round one of
1: tag team turbulence we had uh, Doc Gallows and Machine Gun Carl Anderson the good brothers defeating TJP and Clark Connors in 10 minutes and one second with the magic killer uh, TJP taking the pin here Uh, I thought this was good Gallows came across as a a hard-hitting and and menacing physical presence here. A lot of that, I think, was down to Clark Connors' great selling. Not a great deal to sink your teeth into here with a a 10-minute match. But the aim was to get over the Good Brothers as dominant favourites going into this tournament and having them comprehensively run through this plucky, uh, energetic underdog babyface team did, did just that. And I thought it was notable here for TJP, who's... Uh, the more experienced veteran on this tag team eating the pin, like, like they do not want Clark Connors taking that fall, do they?
0: Right, right. That is the one thing I did take away from it. One, one that it was like it felt to me like they were pushing so hard on Gallows and Anderson that during the match, I'm just like, well, there's no fucking way they're winning this, this tournament. Like you're building them up so so much that you're you're making me feel that. Oh, okay, then somebody's beating them you know just just to give the rub um yeah they definitely didn't didn't want Clark Connors to take that pin so that yeah that that was the second thing eight minutes you said oh, okay I thought it was a little bit longer than that I felt like but yep it was, it was fine it was good no, ten, It was ten Here's minutes, ten minutes nope. and one second okay all right uh nothing, f- nothing for a tournament it did feel like it went quick you know sometimes tournaments I don't know maybe they 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 do overstay their welcome, as we like to say here. Not, not, nothing here. Like and and again, these are first round matches that were kind of blazing through. It was fine. Um, but yeah, the, the feeling that I got was they're making them feel like they're so important that they're going to lose the finals. <laughs> it just felt that way.
1: And our second match was Ren Narita and Yuji Nagata defeating Wheeler Utah and Fred Yehai in ten minutes fifty nine seconds. Uh, it says here, Narita special number four. So that was a uh, Red Narita's beautiful bridging suplex here, and I, you know, Wheeler Yuta, the guy I've spoken about before. He he's making waves in AEW now, and I've been singing his yes. praises for months. And I'm not, you know, trying to put myself over as some big talent scout because Strong isn't exactly the local Indies. But every single time that I've watched a match on Strong with one of these, you know, lesser known talents in a, a low profile match on a show that. To be fair, very few people have watched and said, hey, this guy's actually really talented, check him out. The hit rate of said wrestler uh, moving on to uh, a WWE or, or an AEW is, is very high. So I think Strong is a really exciting show to watch to get that glimpse of newer talent ready to make the next big jump and as i said before new japan they've got to be careful they're not just becoming a stepping stone for the big boys and i don't know what the arrangements are but i really hope guys like Utah and yehai will be working with new japan and uh, aw for the foreseeable future you know i've talked about this before what what an attractive option that must be for these young guys if they can either get themselves in the la dojo like the dkc has done or, or alternatively keep your options open work dark work dynamite and strong and Impact and other indies and get those bookings, get TV exposure, work with some big names, get your name out there and have the potential to make the jump to the main rosters of either company if they're good enough. And a guy like Wheeler Utah is very quickly becoming proof of concept for that idea. And just personally speaking, to me, that's much more interesting option than going to the fucking performance centre where... You know, absolute best case scenario is uh, being successful on NXT, having a good run there before the main roster swallows you up and shits you out. But uh, I mean, I, I'm I digressing. Back to the match. Uh, I thought the opening moments with Narita grappling with Utah wet my appetite for a, a singles match in the future. And, and same with Nagata mixing it up with Yehai. Very interesting. And there's another thing I like about Strong. It provides little opportunities for fascinating matchups that you never thought about. You never thought you you needed it, but then you see it in a tag match, and you're like, Oh, I want to see more of that. I thought uh, Utas arm centre was good. I see a lot of Oxide as a, a fiery underdog babyface. But ultimately, it was Rennerito who's getting the big pin here with his beautiful British suplex. And he's just starting to kind of flex his muscles as the big New Japan Dojo blue chip prospects in the US. And I don't know how long he'll stick around, but he's been given a lot of big wins on Strong. And I want to see him getting some longer uh, singles matches against bigger names. I would have loved to see Utah and Yehai go deeper in the tournament, but I can't really argue against putting more fuel in the Narita fire. Because if you've got to make that choice between giving some more shine to uh, uh, unsigned independent talent or giving that shine to your dojo prospects, you've got to go with your homegrown boys. That that has got to be one of
0: the key functions of Strong here. Yeah. Narita um, and Nagata advance. So are we guaranteed... What will we be guaranteed? Uh, okay, so we're not... Oh, yeah, we would we would get Gallows and Anderson versus uh, Nagata and Ren Narita. That sounds pretty good, right? I mean, it's something that we talked about last week when we did our brackets, but that should be pretty good, right? I'm taking that. Yeah. I, again, they, they just feel like they, they do stuff right. They just feel like they do stuff right. I I can't imagine people not getting on board with this show. I know it's not always on people's radar, but it just feels like they just do everything right. Um, yeah, Narita getting the pin, good. I mean, it was a good match. It was fine. I mean, it's nothing I'm gonna go crazy over. But yeah, everything's just simple and works. It's just simple, it, simple pro wrestling. You know, like when you talked about the sumo stuff, like that's that what you, you feel there. Is how I feel about strong, where it's just like 10 minute matches, simple. They get over the guys they got to get over. They make their point and they get the fuck out. And that's that. That's what I feel about. But strong, like strong for me, is your sumo.
1: Yeah, and I don't think it's a coincidence that I really, really enjoyed both of those things. Um, third match, we had the West Coast Wrecking Crew, Royce Isaacs and Joel Nelson defeating the DKC and Kevin Knight. 7 minutes, 22 seconds, are following movie on the roof, over their finishing move. Kevin Knight, he's so fun to watch. You can just feel that he's a guy who's putting in 100% everything he's got into these little chances that he gets. Like The effort, the passion that just jumps off the screen to me. He's a really good wrestler too. Um, Unlimited potential for that young man. And I thought this match was a nice showcase for the West Coast Wrecking Crew. They look great. They they look like a proper serious tag team. Matching gear, always a bonus for me. Uh, And we don't see too many of those in New Japan. So I really hope they stick around. I would love to see them uh, making it big and and possibly getting some time over in in Japan in hopefully the not-too-distant future. Um, And the main event was... Violence Unlimited, Chris Dickinson and Brodie King defeating Team Filthy, Danny Limelight and Jar Kratos in 8 minutes 22 seconds following the running Death Valley Driver. And this, David, this is a beautiful example of the synergy between all these companies and so they're all working together. You've got the ROH storylines, the Strong storylines aligning to give us a main event between two teams who have history on Strong that can give some shine to a tag tournament uh, with a proper backstory, a proper long-term feud here between these guys. And you know, actually, just this first-round bracket of the, the tag team tournament in, in general, it's a great snapshot of the terrific roster building on Strong. It's got so many different threads going into it. You've got the Good Brothers and the, the Impact, AW, Elite, Bullet Club Angles. You've got homegrown talents like Clark and Narita ready to take the next step, working alongside veterans like... TJP like Nagata. We've got independent talent like Yehai, Utah, West Coast Wrecking Crew. We're going to have big companies offering serious contracts to them soon, I reckon. We've got the new dojo talent, guys like DKC, Kevin Knight. We've got ROH stars, Brody King, guys like Chris Dickinson. We've got MLW talent. We've got long term storylines. LA
0: dojo, uh, LA dojo Boys?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we've got these uh, long term storylines from Strong, Team Filthy going into this. A lot of ingredients going into this first round of uh, the tag team turbulence. That you know, some people might have hand waved this tournament, but I think there's real depth to this thing. Uh, also, I want to shout out Brody King for his cameo on the Netflix show. I think you should leave season two, which is absolutely hilarious. I strongly recommend it if you haven't seen it. Um, I, I, I love this match name, and I thought this is really good. It was short, eight minutes, but I yep. thought every one of these guys looked good. Um, you have got Dickinson. There's like the pissed off prize fighter. He's got a score to settle against Team Bilthy who fucked him over before. You've got Brody King as the big man manhandling everyone, throwing them around. You've got Danny Limelight as the little slimy, weasley sidekick who you know shows he can hang. With the big boys with some nice athleticism and trying to use his cunning to, to survive and, and a bit high-flying. And J.L. Kratos, who is continuing to impress me with his, his speed and his mobility. Because at first glance, he might just seem like a generic big fella. But I think he's got deceptive uh, agility and, and, you know, just little things like doing a Pele kick. And the way you bump for the Tornado DDT, I, I think he's improved a ton since I first saw him on Strong. And I thought this match was great. Like I said, sub-10 minutes, non-stop action. There's so much packed into it. Give me more of this. This is New Japan strong, ladies and gentlemen. This is good shit. I love this show. Yep.
0: Yep. And and again, in August, you got that Resurgence show uh, in Los Angeles, right? Which, from what I understand, tickets are going, it's almost sold out, isn't it? Um, I haven't checked in a while, but let's see what we got going on here. Uh, I mean, there's seats that are in like, ringside you're not getting ringside let's put it that way so you're getting like the the secondary tier of this building um and it looks like it's mostly secondary market so i mean it looks like it's done pretty well for itself so that'll be fun and that'll be you know the first time they get in front of a live crowd well get on board now while you can honestly you should be going to the show I told you um, I had some offers. I don't know. I was like, I don't know. We'll see. I, don't know. I have so much I got to do. I, I, I don't. I don't know. Um, but they're looking good. They're looking good. August fourteenth at the Torch. Um, they got some. They got some talent that's going to be on this fucking show. At least according to the poster. So, the good things right around the corner for this for this group. You mean to tell me? that this isn't a little test run to see what we can do. And again, all, all the names that you mentioned there, Chris Dickinson, Brody King, uh, Clark Connors, all these names that you mentioned, wouldn't that be a nice little undercard on the Madison Square Garden show? I know, I'm, ho- I'm hoping and praying. But all this, all this is coming together real nice for the United States to be a hub. To be the hub, at least short term, for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah.
1: And we've got a, a loaded episode of Strong next week as we continue with Tag Team Turbulence. So we'll have the semi-finals where it will be uh, Nagata and Narita against uh, the Good Brothers, and then we will also have Violence Unlimited. So Dickinson and Brody King against the West Coast Wrecking Crew. So uh, really exciting there. I, I expect to see the winning teams being the Good Brothers. And Violence Unlimited. I think that'll be a very cool. Like, I don't know where they're going to do the final. Maybe they do it Resurgence. That'll be uh, a very star studded uh, final match there. And uh, also, main event strong weight championship match Tom Lawler with his third defense against Satoshi Kojima, which, again, I think that'll yeah. be a very good match. I don't think Tom Lawler is going to lose. I think it's going to be a successful defense for him, but I just think it's a, a great chance to see. Uh, a match that we never thought we'd see. Who thought we'd be getting Tom Lawer against Satoshi Kojima? But here we are.
0: So very much looking forward to next week's Strong. Yep, yep. It's going to be good. And like I said, this—I I, don't—I think it works the other way. Just for a short term, the United States is the destination for New Japan right now. To me, that's—that's. That's, I would—I would be more excited to see guys coming over here than 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 everyone. Hoping and praying that guys make it over to Cork and 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 doing it to have have guys come here. Let's let's do some buildings. Let's make some money.
1: All right. Well, that will bring a close to things. So I also want to wish uh, Eid Mubarak to all our Muslim friends. Hope you're having a, a good one. And uh, let's close things up. RedCircle.com for forward slash shows forward slash super Whoa. dash J cast we've got some shenanigans um, Mally and Esther have just returned home uh, Discord link in the show notes at Cobra Kawaii and Pro forward slash super J cast for our great t-shirts big thank you to editor Dan find them on Twitter at Lousy Hero 219 subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling podcast network for other great shows give us a five snake review on iTunes or a one snake review uh, uh, yeah. both of them equally entertaining to me yeah, uh, follow us on Twitter at the super J cast thank you everyone for listening and goodbye